0: Hi, my name is Quinn Mitchell, and this is Into the Tussle. Today, we will be talking about Rhonda Sandis' answer to my question about the peaceful transfer of power and what it means. Um, I've decided to make this podcast after reading all the comments on the Yahoo post about me, and then seeing you all uh, wondering how Sandis answered my question, if he completely dodged it. I'm here to give you my opinion if he dodged it or not, Um, and just some facts about the question and for and first and foremost i really want to give a shout out to usa today Uh, it was amazing profile and i really appreciate i'm adding my podcast at the bottom i know most of you who are listening to this um are probably here from that little shout out and a small minority of you even added your emails (laughs) on my website so i can now spam you with my podcast i am very grateful for that um and i really appreciate you all reading the article and if you just want to talk politics in time or just reach out with a question about the trail or anything uh, my email is quimichell2024 at gmail.com or just go to the contact me uh, on my website quimjamesmitchell.com so let's get into it um i think i should start this out by talking about where i got the question from the origins of it and that is pretty much the first part of my question and the audio we're about to listen consists of the second third and then desantis's answer to my question so i'm just going to talk a bit of the the first part which is about uh the origins of the question so uh, on june 1st i attended a desantis town hall the campaign described it as a town hall. No questions were taken. Um, I would never got a chance to ask a question, but I was listening very intently for any ideas I could get for a question. At these town halls, I, if I don't get asked a question, it's sometimes even better because I can form even better questions for when I do get the platform to ask that question. So I heard a remark on uh, American principles and principles of democracy set forth by our founding fathers and how we must uphold them. And in my mind, I realized that one of those pr- principles of American democracy that was set forth by our founding fathers, its now it's not written in the Constitution, but it's been a norm over the hundreds of years in American history. And that norm is the peaceful transfer of power. That's one of the principles that DeSantis said on June 1st that we're supposed to uphold, no matter what. And you can make um, a plausible argument, um, A lot of people make the plausible argument that on January 6th and Trump's actions and language and wording on different social media and his rhetoric and speeches involved to a violent riot that ended up in the violent, peaceful, the peaceful transfer of power. Now, some people make that argument. Some people don't but that's what I really wanted to ask DeSantis about, if a peaceful transfer of power occurred that day. So you just got the rundown of the first part of the question, um, and I really want to play the second and third parts of the question now, and I'm, I think I'm just going to play it. I might pause it, and I think afterwards I'll just give my opinion about it and what it means. So here it is. A crucial part of our democracy is the peaceful transfer of power. Some people think that Trump's actions on January 6th and beyond, violated the key principles of America and the Constitution set forth by our founding fathers. Do you believe that Trump violated the peaceful transfer of power, a key principle that of American democracy that we must uphold? The must, must uphold part is referencing how he talked about how he must uphold. In case you guys didn't figure it out, but that's why I said that.
1: high school uh yeah where do you go to school you go around here uh vermont i live in new Hampshire.
0: so i thought his whole thing of pinning me down as a high schooler was so bizarre now you can take it how you want to um some people might thought it was a compliment i personally thought that it was just trying to pin me down and somewhat disqualify my question. That's just my personal opinion. I'm going to play a few more sentences, and I'm going to give you an opinion about what comes next.
1: sure. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. from Vermont. So,
0: and then he asked me where I, come, where I go to high school. Now, I go to high school in Vermont, uh, but I live in New Hampshire. Um, then he said oh so you're from vermont so vermont is about an 80 percent liberal base um, it has a lot of independents but they're independently democrats so it's a very democratic state so you could say he was trying to pin me on that as a this this liberal who just has that gotcha question so you could say that but you could also make the argument that he, you know he, he was genuinely impressed that i was asking a question um, being a high schooler so i think both are plausible um i think i my personal opinion is with, with the first one but take it how you want to Uh, you could definitely make the uh, other argument too.
1: Well, thank you for the question. So here's what I know. If this election is about Biden's failures and our vision for the future, we are going to win. If it's about relitigating things that happened two, three years ago, we're going to lose. And so I can tell you this. (laughs) I can tell you this. I can point you to Tallahassee, Florida on, I believe January 5th, 2023, uh, we had a transition of power from my first administration to my second because I won re-election in a historic fashion. And at the end of the day, you know, we need to win and we need to get this done. So. Uh, I wasn't anywhere near Washington that day. I have nothing to do with what happened that day. Obviously, I didn't enjoy seeing, you know, what would happen. But we've got to go forward on this stuff. We cannot be looking backwards and be mired in the past.
0: It's kind of strange because he's saying we shouldn't relitigate the past. And I feel like that's very hypocritical coming from Ron DeSantis Considering that his whole campaign and his whole rhetoric and his speeches is relitigating the past, he's talking about issues and problems in our country that happened two to three years ago. Uh, Like COVID is the main topic of his speeches, for example. So I think that whole argument that we shouldn't be relitigating the past, because if we do, we will lose the general. He is only relitigating the past when it suits his political interests, and is not relitigating it when it suits his political interest. Now, the second part where he starts talking about how he had a peaceful transfer of power from his first administration in Florida to his second uh, administration in Florida in the governorship, it's just so bizarre to me because it's not even related to my question at all. Now, it's talking about the peaceful transfer of power, but it's talking about the peaceful transfer of power that happened in his governorship from his first to his second term, not about if a peaceful transfer of power happened in January 6th and beyond, and if it happened between Biden's presidency to Trump's presidency. That is not even directly related to that. Um, so it was a bit just, it was a, just uh, a bit disappointing to hear that overall. Um, and then the third part about him saying, well, I wasn't anywhere near the Capitol that day. I didn't enjoy seeing, you know, what happened. First of all, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, he isn't giving any adjectives or describing words about what happened that day. He is just sort of leaving us leaving us together our thoughts in mind about our notions of what happened that day. And and second of all, in that part of the question, he's given his geographic proximity to the Capitol. I wasn't asking him if he is one of the rioters who stormed January, who stormed the Capitol that day. I was asking him if a peaceful transfer of power occurred that day. So again, it's not related to the question, um, and it's kind of bizarre in a way, because... Even people, I mean, most people, like, basically no people were at the Capitol that day. And the people who weren't, for the most part, like myself, were glued to the, t- glued to the TV and had an idea and formed an opinion about what was going on. So um, I just think it's kind of interesting that you're running for president of the United States but can't articulate what happened that day and if a peaceful transfer of power occurred in the events afterwards due to January 6th. Um, It was just very interesting to me and also rather disappointing in a way. Um, And Chris Christie said in response to this, was he alive that day? Did he have a TV? Um, Those are definitely, I mean, very uh, plausible um, accusations there. Um, Considering that with with his answer there, um, nobody really liked that answer. Both sides of the aisle didn't like that answer. Republicans wanted to see him say something about oh, Antifa. You know, it was Antifa that stormed January sixth, obviously. Oh, it, it was it was the Feds. Um, and Democrats wanted to see him call it um, an an insurrection, a, a riot that Donald Trump caused, and um, and then Republicans wanted to see him that Trump's rhetoric and his speeches and on, on Twitter. Um, did not result in the rioting that day and he actually wanted to be peaceful. So those are both sides of the aisle wanted Ron to say in different ways or in the same ways I just described, but instead he just doesn't do that at all and nobody liked that answer because to a lot of people it sounded like cowardice to not being able to articulate what happened in one of the most important days in the twenty first century so those were my thoughts on it um i think overall was a disappointing answer he's gotten a bit better with it but the thing that just really really shocked me is that this is a question that he should have seen coming from a mile away and not struggling to answer it in 30 seconds um it's really a question he should have been sitting in his advisors and trying to figure out a how to dodge it or b how to um, answer it so those were my thoughts and again disappointing answer hopefully he comes up with a better answer in the future he's already calling january 6th non-insurrection so he's obviously aligning himself with what the majority of people in his party feel about what happened that day Um, it was all just a very interesting and telling response and um, yeah i mean those are my thoughts about it and if you want to reach out if you disagree with me or if you just want to have a conversation about it my email is quinjamesmitchell.com, or you can visit my website um my email is not quinnjamesmitchell.com that is my website my email is quinmitchell 2024 at gene.com my twitter is into the tussle i'm just doing a shameless plug right there um so yeah have a great day
1: everybody uh see you all in the next episode bye bye